When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, listeners of the Mad Scientist Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Cox. Well, here's my co-host, Marie Mayhew. Woo! It's the 2019 gases. They're getting to me. I'm lightheaded. I'm lightheaded oh. with the whole heaviness of the experience so far. Oh, the gases. Happy New Year, dear listeners. Happy New Year. We wanted to start this episode and this year off right here with an episode where we'll answer some of the most common questions we get asked about the show and then give you a little bit of a taster preview for what's coming in this season of the Mad Scientist Podcast. That's all very exciting. All right, Jake, roll the tape. We're here! We're here! Marie! Oh, man. Yes, sir. Happy New Year. Happy New Year! I'm just happy that we made it. It's just another year in the books. I can't believe it. can't it's believe true, it. It's true, man. It's true. Man, it is, like, one of the worst holidays. So, well, I think it's, it's just so... one of the most intense, right? Oh, my God. It's so New Year's? lame. Oh, well, New Year's. Yeah, New Year's is stupid. I'm sorry, dear listeners, if you're all, like, pro-New Year's and stuff. But New Year's is stupid and very, very arbitrary and a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Yeah, a lot of pressure to, like— A lot of pressure. To not get drunk on CNN. <laughs> and yet, drunk on Lemon every year, coming through in the clutch. <gasps> I do. Can I just say, can I put this out there? I'm putting this out there. I miss Kathy Griffin. I do. I know. I miss I know, her. She's... I miss her making it rain. I miss her levity. I miss her making uh, uh coop crack up every so often. Not that it's not good this year, but I'm just saying like New Year's in general is kind of a bunk holiday. It is. A, it is a very, it is a very bunk holiday. Do you know, I didn't know that there was, um, I didn't know that there were good luck foods to eat on New Year's. Oh, geez. No. Until someone sent me this. It's from Reader's Digest. It's <laughs> That's the probably thir- why. It's the 13 lucky foods to eat on New Year's Eve. So there's greens. Okay. Because they resemble money, I guess. Mm, okay. Beans, so some- All right. All right. Because they represent coins. So everything that's very good for your digestive trap yep. that you're going to be, you're going to be hearing about and smelling later. Yes. Uh, cornbread. There's uh-huh. a, it's a saying in the South that says peas for pennies, greens for dollars and cornbread for gold. <laughs> yep. That's, a, that's a little much. I didn't know about that. Right. There's no. some uh, pork, I guess, okay. because pigs move forward when they eat. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> it's such a, it's just an arbitrary weird thing, right? Cake, fish, like all this can be, it can be anything. This is a buffet. It's ridiculous. This is a buffet. Oh, God. Oh, God, Marie. Now I'm All hungry. Right. I'm Me so too. hungry. Dear listeners, so 
We had we asked you for questions on Facebook, on Twitter, via email, and we got a, we got a lot of questions. Uh, we get a lot of questions every every week. Basically, we get a lot of questions. I actually, yeah, I got some questions just in general about people that I work with that listen to the podcast that all of a sudden had an immense amount of want to know, which we can go into. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, it's super yeah. exciting. Well, just, it was a little weird. It's a little weird to do. Okay, so having a podcast where I am talking to a lamp and you while recording is awesome. Having to like all of a sudden, you know, be in a meeting and be and have somebody, you know, and have, you know... Uh, Richard from accounting all of a sudden be like, I listened to your podcast. Here's a question. Do you honestly believe in aliens? Or do you honestly believe in that's this? And it's just like, all of a sudden, like, you know, again, every single pair of eyes is on you and you're like, what? Wait, what? Like, what? wait for mm-hmm. wait for me to go to lunch, Richard. Thanks, Richard from accounting. Why don't we just, you know, look at, you know, the new gap you know, policies for the next year and not worry about what I'm going to be doing here with aliens, buddy. <laughs> right now, worry about what I'm talking about, bro. Uh, exactly. But yeah, I did have to answer that. But which we, which is a legitimate question, but we, we'll get to that too. It is certainly a legitimate question. So, okay. So we get some of the, so a lot of the questions we get are kind of ones that we, a lot of the questions are around things that we try to steer away from, or at least not necessarily steer away from, <laughs> but topics, topics that we want to do, but are so well trod by other shows True. that like, it's just uh, like, we, you know, so one of the questions we get a lot of, a lot about is nine uh, 11 actually. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, Snap. and what uh-huh. do we think about nine 11? And so it's, it's an episode that I want to do mm-hmm. eventually. It's an episode we've talked about mm-hmm. doing in the past, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's just, it's so immense and all encompassing. And it's also like, so, it's, That's a yeah, question. there's so there's so much to it still. It's so it is almost necessarily <laughs> political. It's like it's just like a third rail. It's a hard one to do. Right. It's a hard one to do. And I would ask the people that are asking that question. So I'm here's here's a question back to our viewers. Like, how old were they when 9-11 occurred? We can't ask the As listeners well. a question. They can't answer on their what are they gonna start their own podcast? <laughs> what, what are we doing think- here, Marie? <laughs> This is true. This is a very valid point that Dr. Craig's brought up, brings up. But I think my question, again, like, I think it varies depending on how old you were when that happened. Like, how much, how, where that affected you in your life experience and how you think of it now. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. how I think of it may be very different than even how you think of it versus how our viewers think of it and gather information around it. Um, just because I have, I had family that was actually there when it happened as well. Yeah. Same. So, yeah. yeah. So it's like, I think that that's, yeah. So I, you know, we, we, we can definitely, we can reserve that for an entire episode, but yeah, it needs its own episode, but it's, it's, a, it it's does. one of those ones that I think, I think, I don't know if our answers are necessarily going to surprise listeners. Cause yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, but I think I think though that maybe the nuance or the kind of the, the I think that there's something to the political question surrounding it. I don't know if there's very much to the, you know, jet fuel can't melt steel beams kind of stuff. Well, I think there's fact, right? And I yes. don't 
I, I think it's safe to say, spoiler alert, that it was not any kind of a bigger conspiracy than what actually happened, right? In my opinion. Right. No, I, I'm with you there. I think, I think to argue that it's anything more than that. Is, we're not going to say it's yeah. laser beams. I promise we won't say it's laser beams. No. All right. No. One another question that we get a lot of, or a lot of a question that we get a lot of asked mm-hmm. to us is our take on vaccines, vaccinations. Oh God. And I think this is just from people that just want to see us go deep. So Carol, <laughs> like 9/11, Carol just- so Carol asked on Facebook, are vaccines evil? And then oh. she commented after I've been waiting for your take on the whole anti-vax thing since, oh. well, basically since the start of the podcast. Oh. So Carol, thank you for the question. Oh, Carol. Marie, you, you want to run with this one first? Oh, Carol, no. Vaccines are not evil. There is no conspiracy behind vaccines. There's no reason for you to not vaccinate yourself or not vaccinate your your children or your loved ones um, because all of the science behind the anti-vax argument is totally made up. It's yeah. fraudulent. It's based on nothing. And the more you do not vaccinate and, you know, check me if I go too far off base on this, but the whole idea of um, if you do not vaccinate, you are basically strengthening. And everyone's like, well, it doesn't hurt anyone else if I don't vaccinate my kids or if I choose not to do this, it has no other effects but it does because you are basically allowing um, a virus to mutate and become stronger than if you were able to just vaccinate and just make sure that it stops. So I don't understand anything around the anti-vaccination argument. And I think it personally, and I'm, I am willing to go on record and say this, I think it is personally irresponsible not to. Mm-hmm. And it is morally reprehensible not to as well. Because to me, it's like that's that's a huge thing. That's a huge public safety mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Carol, for opening up that little old can of worms. Well, so there's actually – there's a number mm-hmm. that's called the herd immunity threshold or herd uh-huh. immunity level, which, uh-huh. which actually discusses the uh, – it's the proportion of the population uh, at which the disease is no longer able to persist. Yes. So it stops being endemic. Okay. Yes. So it's the percentage of the population that has to be in, uh, has to be um, immunized. What's the word? Immunized against it before right. it, it stops being, um, you know, moved about basically as, yeah. as a general level. It just peters out because there's right. nowhere else for it to go. Yeah, and so this, some of the smallest ones are so influenza is forty four percent, Ebola is between thirty three and sixty percent, SARS is fifty to eighty, mumps is seventy five to eighty six, mm-hmm. um, and then everything else is above basically eighty six percent, right? So Which it requires work. Well, absolutely, that requires and that, well, work. And that's the thing. Just think about you know, it, and this isn't like it stops being, you know, 95% of the United States population is a tremendous, it's a huge amount of people, like 5% to stop having 5% be at that threshold. That's a tremendous amount of people that have to not be, uh, that have to not be right. uh, Immunized. But the thing is that in your local area, right, there are towns in the United States of, you know, 
300 people. I live next to a town of 300 people. I'm in a, I'm in a major metropolitan area. Like it doesn't necessarily, mm-hmm. you know, it, it could be two people. It could be a family in your town that doesn't get, that doesn't get immunized. Mm-hmm. That could cause it to start spreading in your town. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's not as simple and clean cut. I think as people want it to be where it's like, Oh, well, you know, if it's, it's the same argument as like pollution, right? If everyone mm-hmm. thought, that, well, it's not going to hurt the environment if I pollute, right? right. How right. long before, right. you know, your local park was covered in, in beer cans, right? right. It's, it's the same kind of thinking. And so right. it's just part of being a good neighbor, like a good person well, in society, I think. And the, the other part of it, too, that I think frustrates me is I have heard the argument a lot from people that they'll say, well, you know, I, I got the flu vaccine once and I've never mm-hmm. been sicker. I, I was so sick. And then I, you know, whatever. And it's like, okay, but you never, you don't know when it stops you from getting the flu. You know what I mean? Right. Like how many, how many, you are just remembering the t- the one time you had a cold when you went in for the, the shot or, you know, it's, it's well, all it's, just kind of yeah. continued cognitive uh, reinforcement, it's right? Subjective. It's subjective. It's highly subjective. And it's, also, I mean, again, not to become overtly political, but to say that you're not going to take an action, right, because it doesn't affect anybody else is incredibly myopic because, I mean, the spread of polio happened because we didn't have an immunization for it. We had – we created an immunization, people got shots, and we contained a disease. And it's almost like – Again, like I tend to think of it very simplistically, like you're you're just putting something in a box. You've corralled it and you've put it in a box and you know that like, all right, as long as I can keep up these fences, I can keep this contained. But as soon as you start to weaken a fence, it can get out, it can mutate, it can become stronger than a vaccination because it's having to adapt just like anything else because of evolution. And I feel like, you have every single person has a responsibility to not inflict that on everyone. And again, oh man, again, Carol, nice, nice opening the can. But <laughs> I will say, I also feel like it becomes from a place of affluence. So if I feel like I've got enough. Like, I, I, I honestly feel like if you look at, I honestly feel is not, is not statistically significant. But if you look at where outbreaks have occurred, they've, they've begun to occur in more affluent areas where people feel like they have the luxury that they do not have to take this action. Oh, I bet, I bet there is a, I bet there is a, like right? a, I bet there's a, it's a straight line on the graph of, you know, measles outbreaks in the year 2018 yeah. versus yeah. number of Whole Foods in an area per square mile. Uh, exactly. Like yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It is, yeah. it is a hundred percent through affluence. And that's, and it, that's not even like a, a partisan politic argument. That's just sort of like, if you feel like you have enough um, buffer from something because of financially being able to make decisions about everything in your life, you also will feel like I don't have to do this. I have a choice and you know what? I don't need to do this. And I've been reading that, you know, I feel like giving my infant this many shots can't be good for them because of this. And again, that's just sort of not, 
Not good. Not good for the well, entire society. It's all. It's also just a completely. It just shows how un. I mean, we're going to get into this with the mm-hmm. the next series we're doing is on MK Ultra and specifically Ted mm-hmm. Kaczynski, the Unabomber, <laughs> and it it just goes into that whole same idea of we in in our society are so unprepared. Yes. We're so abstracted yes. from the way the world actually is. We are so sheltered Agreed. in the West, right? I think that that is a huge thing. Yes, you know yes. that we we can we can decide because all of the other you know parents are doing it mm-hmm. that we don't want to give our kids life saving uh, medicine. Yeah, to right? vaccinate the kids. What kind of like luxury because, because is that? That's it's insanity. Crazy. It's crazy, I right? Mean, it's like it's like saying, you know, well, I've never seen a I've never seen a bear before. Mm-hmm. So I am never gonna teach my kid to be afraid of bears. It's a stu- that's yeah. a stupid, stupid analogy. But <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, no, well, maybe, no. okay, maybe maybe the Here's a the better thing. argument is maybe a better argument is you know, I, we have, ne- you know, my kids have never, we live in a society where my kids will never go outside and be cold. Right. Right. They'll never be cold. They'll never, you know, have to be worried about freezing to death. So we're just not going to teach them about it. I'm just going to not buy them a coat because I'm when, will they, ever, when right. will they ever be outside without a car? Right. You know, right. and it's, it's such a, and none like, of that, but we should outlaw coats. We should just right. outlaw coats because right, it doesn't make any sense. Cause we all have heaters. Right. You know, we, yeah, it, we all have, have heaters in our cars and heaters in our homes. Why bother? And clearly the jackets are causing autism. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Clearly, and the jackets just are making, you know, because, yeah, it's, oh, we we tried. It's a pretty good analogy, but I do think, like. We can do better. (laughs) We can do better. Bottom line, I think, like, collectively, the Mad Scientist podcast says vaccinations are a good thing. They are something that you should do for yourself. They should something you should do for your loved ones, for your children, because you are part of the social fabric that makes up a much larger entity than yourself. And when you start to think about like, I don't want to vaccinate because you should also, you know, talk to your pediatrician, talk to do some research across wide swaths of data, you should educate yourself about why you are thinking that you should not take an action because, um, just Google a picture of what measles looks like. Oh God. Google, Google a picture of an iron lung of a kid in an iron lung. And that's enough. Like for me, that's, that's enough. And it's like, I, I feel like, I don't know, like again, going back to like having, you know, just quick work-related thing, you know, sitting at like lunch table and you're eating with your buddies and you're talking, you're getting to know people. Having someone, I had someone like a while ago bring up like vaccinating because our our kids at the same time, at 
at this point, we're the same age. And she's like, well, I'm thinking about not, you know, what do you think about vaccinations? And I was just sort of like, I think the look on my face was like, she had just ripped off the skin on her face and then shown me her, you know, her muscle skeleton, you know, her, her skeletal muscle underneath. I was like horrified. I was like, what? And she's like, well, I mean, do you think it's really? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And I remember this woman was like, the rest of my tenure with this woman was a little bit fraught because I just went deep. But I do think that it's something that we should feel strongly about and we should educate ourselves about and we should also be doing. The other, so, the, the other thing you, too, Carol. Yes. No, it's a great question. Gone, the yeah. other thing too with it is it's a very common myth. I don't even know myth. It's a very common misnomer. Kind of, like there's real conspiracies going on. Mm-hmm. There are her governors that sold people's lives away yes. to, to infect them with water. There yes. are, you know, there are, you, look uh, at there's Flint, Michigan, man. You I, want, you want a conspiracy. Look at just the, the, the sh- S they have to put up with in Flint. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, there is yeah. corruption in all levels of all governments. Yeah. You know, the United States is not immune to corruption at all by any stretch of the imagination. And yet we are, you know, the, the things that we argue about are so stupid and so silly. And like vaccines aren't like no one is trying to kill your kids on purpose. Like, no, you know no. what I mean? Like no one. It, and it's, why? Yeah. Why would they? And it's an emotional argument having been like having had a had a kid been in mommy groups. And, you know, you have this new thing that you basically know nothing about. There's no user manual. There's nothing that's giving you any sort of guidance on it. And you're basically being told by a doctor, you need to put this shot and this shot and this shot. And you're like, God, that seems like a lot of shots to give a kid, to give this tiny little thing that basically cries at a drop of a hat, like a drop of a, you know, anything. It, it will cry. It will make noise. And not be happy and poop and eat. And that's all they do. And you're just sort of like, do I really need to do this? And it's irrational in that kind of, in that kind of context. It's a rational thought to expose yourself to. But at the same time, it's also like, you know, you have to get beyond an emotional argument about why it doesn't seem like it makes sense to, to the point where it's like you are looking at what, at what, we've overcome with vaccinations. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, sorry. Yes. Oh boy. Oh, so, Carol. Next, thank you, Carol, for the great story oh, or I'm great, coming. great question. I should say I'm, I'm down off the ledge, Carol. I'm down okay. Off the, ledge. the next question we got actually from mm-hmm. a fellow podcaster, Brent from hysteria 51. <gasps> Go listen to it folks. It's super mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. He asked what we are the most proud of on the podcast so far, Marie. Oh, snap. Well, I think that just that we're doing it. Like I have, you know, two years ago, had you told me that I would have been doing something like this, I would have, you know, said you're insane. There's no way I would would ever put my voice out there to have anybody else listen to. So I'm just really excited that we keep doing it and that it's interesting. And like anytime that anybody listens to it or like has a response to it, I'm genuinely thrilled by I think I'm most excited to to be completely honest and totally corny that I have met Chris 
and that he is my podcast partner in all of this. And he's a, an immensely intelligent individual who's a lot of fun and someone who I would have never found otherwise in my life. So <gasps> there's that. And Aww. it's true. And it's, it's totally true. It's all totally true. I'm pretty proud that when I said on Facebook that you broke a tooth so the episode was delayed, <laughs> a lot of people replied with things from the show. Like, like uh, Megan said, Cog's voice, Marie! And then Sammy said, damn it, Chippy! So that's good. <laughs> proud of that. I'm that's pretty into that. True. That's true. And that's that, did hap- that did happen. I was not faking that. I even, I even at the time that all those things were coming up, I was like, I'll just, I'm at the dentist and I'm just going to send this picture of that of the fake tooth that they're putting in my mouth. So the other, the oh. other part, one of the other parts of this question that Brent had, who mm-hmm. is, who's your dream interview or who is our, I mean, I know who my answer is. Marie, who's your dream interview? Oh man. That's pretty tough. Alive or dead. Does it matter? I, I mean, it's going to be really, really no, hard to interview a dead guy, but I guess they could be dead. Is it? Is it? No. Though? Okay. Alive or dead. Uh, Go ahead. Oh. Alive or dead. Uh, I would love to talk to Nikola Tesla. Right? I think that hey. alive, yeah, I can see Nikola Tesla, yeah. I think alive. Uh, you know, my big bad boogeyman of uh Robert Bigelow. Love to talk <laughs> to him. Robert Bigelow. Oh boy. Right? I mean, come it's on. It's a wild card. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I would say so mine is definitely Carl Pilkington. From the Ricky Gervais show with Carl Pilkington <laughs> and Steve Merchant. He, I, w- I would love to hear his take on ghosts. I'd love to hear him talk about UFOs and aliens and stuff. Oh, I was keeping in genre. We can go anywhere with this? Yeah, we can go anywhere. Adam, fine. Adam Scott. Okay. Talk to All Adam right. Scott. All right. There about we go. Ghost. It's a about good ghosted. one. <gasps> oh. Rob Lowe, you guys. Oh, my God. We should have talked to Rob Lowe. Oh, Rob Lowe would have been awesome. Oh, God. Damn oh it, God. Marie. All right. You know what? What Whatevs. What we messed up. We messed up. Okay. Another question here we got. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. This is from Andrew. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this one, surprisingly, we've gotten this one like 10 times. It's really, really interesting. Okay. You, you, you just killed a person. You don't know them, and you're in an isolated location. Do you A, leave it drifter style with lots of evidence and no leads, or B, hide or destroy the evidence but leave a paper trail and digital footprint? Okay, so first of all, if we have really truly gotten this more than once, then that's highly problematic, but also sort of cool. <laughs> I'll let you go first because I already have my. Let me get. Let me get my. Um. Let me get my notebook out. Like when I when I decide to murder somebody, notebook out. All right. Okay. All well, right. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, if you, I don't know why it has to be either of these two bad options. Like I wouldn't. You, you don't kill. Okay. If you're gonna mm-hmm. commit a crime. Mm-hmm. 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 No. So mm-hmm. you don't leave evidence, and there are no leads because you don't leave any evidence, right? Someone we don't know. And the, the thing being is, is, is this premeditated? I'm taking that this is not premeditated, that this is some sort of spontaneous event. I don't know. It's, I mean, it, I don't know. I, just, I guess it all depends. I have I mean, to get the right notebook out to answer the question. So I'm just <laughs> trying to like make sure I'm jiving. Well, I think, okay. Back. I think a good, so ha- if, if you had to commit okay. Marie, all a right. perfect murder. All right. All right. How all would right, you do it? Right. Um, I think that's I think that's kind of what this question's getting at. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. So 
I would uh, first. There's just two things that you have to do. You have to you yourself have to have a tangible alibi for the time that it could have been committed in, and two, there can be no body, so they cannot find the victim. If you have those two things, I think you can get away with stuff. That said, you know, you watch any kind of crime series, fictional or real, and you realize, you know what, you probably shouldn't be killing people in this day and age. However, if you were going to, you have to have some sort of a a solid alibi and the body cannot exist. Right? You can't find it. You're actually interestingly hinting Mm -hmm. What? One of the episodes we'll be doing this season. Shut the front door. Yeah. Oh my God. But it, that's really the case, but not just like it can't exist, but it's like, it's it like it has to be no conclusive proof that there was a murder. That person might've just left. They might've gone on a vacation. They might've vanished. There may be foul play. There may not be foul play, but you can't have any, tangible proof of on on because if they find a person if they find a body of whatever happened i can't even believe we're going down this rabbit hole but okay (laughs) if they find this body they're they're going to be able to track it back right like if you decide all right i'm going to do x y and z to it and here's here's how they were killed here's how you know they're going to be able to extract dna they're going to be able to, to find a lot off of it to be able to tie back to to whoever, right? So you need to be able to kind of sever that that uh, that whole thing right there. That's my two cents. And you hmm. have to be able to say, I I can say I was here for this time period. Hmm. Create enough doubt, create enough you know l- you know legal doubt to tie yourself to a crime. But then also, if there's no body, habeas corpus. Then there is, it's harder to prove a crime. Hmm. Uh-huh. I, it's like I've given this some thought. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting, Marie. I haven't. I have not given this any thought whatsoever. Interesting. Yeah. I would probably just huh? choke someone with ice cream. What? Okay, first mm-hmm. of all, uh, so is, you're, you're, the, you're the dude. Here's the thing, Chris. You're probably the guy who always in overthink something you're like i am going to kill them with an with an icicle you know and then it'll melt and there'll be no you know and then it's like no it's like what you're gonna choke them with ice cream how first of all how are they going to choke with ice cream you shove it down their throat you shove it down their throat it's a perfect crime marie it's the perfect crime okay so never know. you're shoving ice cream down their throat and then they sh- then the, the body shows up but what's in their stomach Ice cream. It just looks like they died eating ice cream. Uh, but they will have known that there was ice cream. They will have been able to put it together that that was the... Ch- and you can't even really choke somebody with ice cream, can you? I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. I don't think you can because it would no, melt. <laughs> All right. What, uh, the, another question from a listener. I really do like that one. And it's kind of sad, like I said, that we've been asked that multiple times. No, it would, yeah, it's good times. So, uh, so the final one here. So, <laughs> one question we get asked a lot actually is what What do we believe in? If we don't believe in any of this stuff, what do we believe mm-hmm. in? Mm-hmm. Marie, mm. what's the weirdest thing you think of that you believe in? I believe that uh, children are our future. Oh uh, no! Um, <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> teasing. No, um, that's no. I get that too. Um, I don't know. 
know. I think that there's a lot of weird stuff out there that we can't explain, but I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily personally, you know, subscribe to uh, any kind of one, like, yes, aliens are greys and they have, you know, visited X, Y, and Z or there's wormholes or whatever. There's, there's a lot of really weird stuff out there and I, I still am open to the fact that it could be something that we have yet to explain or that we just can't really, you know, wrap our heads around. Hmm. How about you? I do, I hold up for the Yeti though. I got a soft spot for the Yeti. I'm not going to uh, lie to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of think... Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think we'll probably. I like to think that there is something after we die. Oh yeah. Like oh, I don't yeah. know if there is, but I like to think that there might be. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's kind of the thing that I would say. Probably I believe in. Out of all the kind of stuff, I think the idea of like a soul and a disconnected, uh beingness or you know personhood or something i don't even know mm-hmm. what you describe it mm-hmm. connecting us mm-hmm. uh away from our physical body mm-hmm. i think I, I would like to think there's something to that I if uh, you I'm know i think there, i think there's something to that I'm now that. and that kind of though makes all kinds of other questions like you know i think the reason that we the reason i personally kind of you know say that so many of these stories are ridiculous or don't make sense or whatever is honestly not because I don't want them to be true or even that I don't think they could be true. It's because people use them to take advantage of other people. Right. You know, like it'd be one thing if someone was just telling you that they thought they were abducted by aliens versus someone saying I was abducted by aliens. They told me you should give me all your money and follow me to my compound, you know, (laughs) and that, and that happens like it doesn't even have to be something that direct people are manipulated with this kind of stuff all the time in weird ways. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, going to a, a website to read about these stories and giving ad traffic to someone, uh, who's selling, you know, supplements or, you know, whatever, like that is a real thing. Someone is making money off of it. And so, you know, in some ways it's, is that worse or different than regular news? I don't know. I, I don't think it's really worse or different in any significant kind of way. But when it gets to the realm of, when it gets to the realm of, you know, um, you know, the alien Vesnu told me that the world is ending in seven months, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of stuff like that, which I we, see we a lot of on PayPal. Facebook. Right. You know, that that gets to be kind of intense and clearly like this person is ill or, you know, it's not healthy for them to have this kind of obsession or idea or whatever. So that's really why I, why I think we kind of fight it so hard to be honest. Yeah. I think it's interesting because I think within the, the biggest skeptic or critic, you always have, you always have to have the heart of a true believer, right? Or else you don't have a skeptic. That's how I look at it. Like, I really do want mystery. I crave mystery. I think anybody who's sort of in this position always craves the unknown. They want to know that there is some sort of magic out there or alchemy that will bring this to light. But at the same time, it's like you are doubting it so heavily because there's just... You know, again, it's it's fraught with like people making money off of it or it being exploited or 
again, just the idea of it, you know, I feel like, yeah, I would love to see. I would love, me personally, love the Yeti. Would love to see the Yeti. I'm, you know, and I'm done with the, I'm done with the idea of like a, a life after. But again, you know, it's like you, you, it's. I feel like, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's an internal argument. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, good stuff. So, uh, with that, Marie, I think we've answered mm. all the listener questions this time around. Oh my God, you guys, yes, listeners, thank you so much for listening to the show. We are going to be back next week with the first in our series on <laughs> the Unabomber. Mm. Oh my God. Or Ted Kaczynski in case there's any questions. It's going to be super exciting. Before we go, we wanted to thank our newest patrons, Julia, Diana, Harmon, and Lucy Burton. Thank you so much. Thank you. For becoming patrons. Thank you for supporting a show that may or may not be plotting to, to uh, create the perfect murder. <laughs> I think ice cream is still a good option. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Uh, once again, I am Chris Cogswell, your host, joined by my co-host, Marie Mayhew. Happy 2019. Yeah, happy 2019. This has been a Mad Scientist podcast production. Sorry. A copyright and trademark <laughs> and all that stuff. Thank you. Thank you again, dear listeners, for listening to the Mad Scientist Podcast. I have been your host, Chris Cogswell, joined by my co-host, Marie Mayhew. If you'd like to contact the show, please send us an email at themadscientistpodcast at gmail.com. That's all one word. You can also follow us on Twitter at madscientistpod or at teamgiantsquid for Marie. And of course, you can see us on Facebook, on Instagram, and all over the internet as the Mad Scientist Podcast. And again, our logo is the one with the pumpkin head, so it's easy to see. Mm-hmm. If you've enjoyed the show tonight, please consider supporting us on Patreon, where the money that you give to us will help us to promote this show further, to make it better, and just to spend more time making it. Because we love doing that. We do love doing that. Our logo was designed by Carrie Shaheen, our... Web design is done by Desdemona Howard. And our sound design is done by Jake Cardinal. Thanks again for listening. <laughs> Thank you. This has been a damn it chippy production. Don't you know that you're a grown up? I'm a grown up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days being a grown up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I, I hope so, man. I'm tired. <laughs> who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I, I, I've never done it. <laughs> so, no, right.